0: All right. Do we want to talk about the leafs or do we just move on?
1: I feel like, in honor of Maha, we at least have to announce that they blew a 5 1 lead. <laughs>
0: Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Too Hot for Hockey podcast. My name is Katie, and tonight I'm joined by Chandler and Nikki, and we are ready to dig into all of the crazy things that happened this week in the hockey world. Hey, girls. Hi. Hey. How are we all doing?
1: I Uncle First. <laughs> that good, huh? <laughs> um well no today you know it's been a really weird few days um was in a car accident on Saturday so I've been dealing with a concussion and yeah it's been rough um but I'm really happy to be able to be doing this even though I'm wearing sunglasses and I look like I'm way too cool know, for school. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little Cory
0: Hart moment over here sunglasses at night very much so
1: we're powering through Mm-hmm.
0: that feels mm-hmm. about right Why is it always the short weeks that feel the longest like what oh is my that?
1: god I know I once again thought it was Thursday today <laughs> <laughs> very disappointed
0: <laughs> uh yes I feel that mm-hmm. um so our horoscopes we have changed over from Aquarius season to Pisces season not and quite guys quite. oh not quite not
1: quite. I mean with these airs. It'll be Pisces season, but recording, it's not. Okay, let me let me start again then. No, it's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> now
0: this just sounds stupid.
1: No, 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 it's tricky. Can you guys? When tell when I'm... people hear this, it will be Pisces season. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we're coming into Pisces season, mm-hmm. and leaving Aquarius season. Uh, which means the sun enters the final sign of the Zodiac, Pisces, sending us calm and cool vibes and helping us find compassion and empathy for others. Water signs Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces are all shining bright for the next month, but mutable signs Gemini, Vertigo, and Sagittarius must feel like they're caught in a whirlpool of feels. Pisces is the Zodiac's only mutable water sign, Mutable signs are flexible, adaptable, and eager to change, and water signs are emotional, intuitive, and deep. Our favorite fishies get a bad rep for being moody, wishy-washy, or just too damn emotional because they all feel all the feels all the time. But the next month is urging everyone to follow Pisces' example by opening up to your others, oops, two, <laughs> to others and yourself and become a more emotionally intelligent person. And uh, this is why the favorite nickname for Besser, Mr. Sensitive, fits well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And February 20th is the last day of retrograde. (laughs) Um, Mercury is in retrograde. You are supposed to avoid making travel plans, which that shouldn't be too much of an issue right now, Um, (laughs) signing contracts or making any big decisions. Now that Mercury retrograde is almost over, teams can go ahead and make personnel changes if they need to, wink, wink, nudge nudge canucks
1: <laughs> hashtag <fire bending. laughs> Get us together. I am honestly so excited that Aquarius season is coming to an end <laughs> so excited it's just like because Pisces season is like I was reading up on it today a little bit because it's like the end of the zodiac is kind of like everything kind of coming together and sort of just kind of peace just coming to everything and i think that we could all use that like we're dealing with like aquarius season and mercury and retrograde all together so it's just been like craziness so anyways i'm really excited for next week then we'll be in pisces season mercury and retrograde will be over and things can be calm and chill and i really need that agreed oh my god this has been the longest mercury and retrograde of my entire life like has it not just been like a total cluster F? it has been a mess for so long I am like I can't even believe I made it <laughs> yeah no I think like last week we said this like literally crawling to the finish yeah. line like that's how it feels <laughs> um, Yeah. So I guess that brings us to the Canucks. Chandler, I think you have something, a bone to pick with them, or at least Marissa. (sighs) Not like a serious bone, but she keeps saying that we're like heavily concentrated in Cancer and Libra, and we have more Taurus men on the team than we do Libras. So this is like Taurus erasure. I'm like not impressed about it. So does this does that is that like players or is that everybody like staff I don't know because who was it who tweeted out the like spreadsheet of all the um yeah so Zodiac I looked, signs? At, I looked Sh- at that and like it depends who's active and who's not because if you yeah. look at a couple of the players on there are from Utica and like have not played up here if you don't I'm like them then I don't know but, like, we still have, okay, like, Furland is injured, but we still have, like, five Taurus on the team and only three Libra. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is trash. And, like, one of them is Jack Rathbone, so, like, okay, whatever. We only have four. But, like, what is this? It's nonsense. I feel attacked. <laughs> like we deserve said, our recognition. Taurus <laughs> erasure. I mean, at least you have some representation. I have none. There's no Capricorns, yep. none. Sucks to sack. Um, <laughs> the team could use them. Team could definitely use them. <laughs> uh, Nikki, would you like to take us through the Canucks horoscope? Sure. Um, so things have gotten messy for the Canucks as the defense continues to struggle. Last week's new moon was one of conflict, but the good news is the astrological world isn't pulling Libras or Cancers too harshly right now. The bad news is still a lack of direction. The do for this week? Get on track. So maybe it's time to bring the suits back since the work boots only worked for one game, which those are atrocious, by the way. <laughs> Jay Beagle took that way too seriously. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of questionable fashion choices made in the last couple of games. Like, no no one, like, looks to hockey players for their fashion choices, but, like, come on, guys. Yeah, I don't know that they should be allowed to dress themselves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. Personally, I think they should, they should either show up in sweatpants for the next game or drag. I think drag would be fun. I mean, that's not going to happen, there. but... Or Petey can just dress them all. I would also for that. Yeah, Petey needs to dress everybody. (laughs) Yeah, there was way too much plaid going on. I don't know. They just all looked a hot mess. Yeah. I couldn't. Oh, man, it was embarrassing. And, like, they all have, like, wives and girlfriends. Like, I'm sorry, I would not let my boyfriend leave the house looking like that. (laughs) <laughs> that's your job like you're supposed to make sure they look okay like they're dropping the ball like you're gonna be on tv you cannot be seen in this outfit yeah no I agree um so the don'ts was a uh, future declarations um so publicly declaring your support for your management group is like basically a kiss of death right now um <laughs> I don't I can't see that playing out well because what happens if the team skids and they keep losing and you've like gone out and said I support this (laughs) it is just very risky biscuits like you are tying yourself to this wagon and if it falls off a cliff like you literally can't do anything about it now because Mm -hmm. you said you wouldn't fire them so way to paint yourself into that corner like my god I saw a couple of like comments on that word that um, people thought that it was like, not as positive as people were thinking. It was basically like your job is on the line, like do something. So I'm hoping it was more that than him actually saying he supports Jim and like F you to the fans and F you to everybody else. We'll get into that later, but
0: yeah. (laughs) um colorado's horoscope just to uh break up the canucks talk a little bit
1: <laughs> yeah save us
0: um once the avalanche recover from injuries the rest of the league should be scared i agree um colorado beat vegas last night while still missing Landeskog, gerard mccarr johnson jost and calvert they're missing that many people yeah between injuries and covid list yeah I think Landeskog and somebody else I saw a tweet earlier came off the list today so I should have a couple more people tomorrow but yeah it was uh, bare bones yesterday there were some names I didn't know like I didn't (laughs) (laughs) but somehow they did it so (laughs) Um, horoscopes Uh, Our horoscope for this week is Scorpios could see a fortunate quarter moon at the end of the week and the avalanche sure need it. Uh, Yes, please. Especially with the Lake Tahoe game on Saturday, I'd really like to see a win because they didn't win their last outdoor game. Um, The do for this week is recover. Yes, please. And don't is rush. Well, don't rush too much, but please heal up and... (laughs)
1: Don't I, feel like, anymore. I feel like that's been the same do and don't for them for like the past three weeks so there's really not
0: much else that they can do honestly because it's just waiting out COVID and injuries like I don't know what else I guess Marissa could say but you
1: know, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> okay. I no don't I don't mean that mean as a knock on her but just oh like, no 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 not at yeah. all but just
0: yeah not much else they can talk about so I
1: also had no idea that there was an outdoor game. So mm-hmm. that was close to me. <laughs> I different. knew there was one this season. I had no idea when it was. So like just you telling me right now, Katie, that's when I found out it was this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like really, why are they doing an outdoor game during a pandemic when like, are people going to be there?
0: No, it's at a golf course in Lake Tahoe.
1: Yeah. Isn't that like. So what oh, is the, the point? Where is that? Know. Am I they're building they're
0: building a rink on a golf course? By
1: but it belief. sounds warm. Like Lake Tahoe sounds like where all my housewives go to vacation. Like that doesn't sound like where a hockey game is gonna be played. Also, yeah. I still just don't understand what the hell is the point if people aren't gonna be there. Who are you putting on this show for? I guess TV. The people watching at home.
0: Yeah. That's weird. Who are they That's playing? Ah, uh, Vegas again. Oh. They played I guess like four times in a row. Yesterday was the first one.
1: Were they wearing those god-awful gold helmets? Yes. Yes, they were. <laughs> those things are gross. It's a curse, apparently. Or what? It's a curse. I don't I don't think they've won while they've Yeah, won they've
0: them. lost two games while wearing them.
1: So. Great. They can continue wearing them every game then. Yes,
0: please. <laughs> <laughs> Especially against a certain team from Denver. <laughs>
1: where were those helmets in the playoffs
0: Hmm? yeah Yeah, oh my god oh yes they are an eyesore for sure (laughs) all righty so let's get into one of our favorite topics of the week the (laughs) diversity issue quote-unquote from the hockey news uh, the tweet that they sent out with the cover said, we wanted to go big for the cover of the 2021 diversity issue of the Hockey News. Thanks for the help, Big Z, featuring Zdeno Chara on the cover. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty sure Chara's
1: white. <laughs> this was such a choice. Like <laughs> an extremely large white man. Literally the largest white man they could have. <laughs>
0: So they got massively ratioed on Twitter because of this, and the tweet disappeared quickly. <laughs> um, later that day, they released a statement saying, while the February-March 2021 issue of the Hockey News includes several stories on individuals of diverse backgrounds, it was mistakenly labeled the diversity issue in a previous tweet. The issue was is not themed, as you can see, by the absence of any theme call-out on the cover, and the, ish- the error occurred... And we apologize to anyone that this may have offended. But they definitely had something about diversity on the cover in the little corner off to the side, didn't they?
1: This is like literally the worst excuse they could have possibly created. I actually cannot believe this is what they came up with. Like... Your answer to this was being like, "Oh, we don't care about diversity at all. It's not even a topic of the issue." Like, that was your solution? Like, no. Oh my god. It's so embarrassing. There was no way to win this with like the way <laughs> that they went about it. It was either it's a diversity issue and you put the largest white man you could find on the cover, or it's not a diversity issue. You've put diverse people, and I'm saying that with air quotes in the <laughs> articles, like you're interviewing them, but you're not labeling it as a diversity issue because it doesn't really matter that much. Like I those are both lose lose. I don't understand. Just say you fucked up. Like just admit it and be like, we'll do better. rather than just being like, it was an internal miscommunication. It's not a diversity issue. like,
0: and that's just, that that's bullshit in my opinion. Like there's no way someone just randomly goes and tweets something out that hasn't been talked about.
1: No, oh my God, it's such a lie. And once again, I'm asking people to think of better lies. Like this is <laughs> so obviously not true. Like, oh my God. Just <sighs> bad, bad. It's Can I bad. add to that though? Oh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. I was just gonna say, add side note to that. Um, It is currently February 17th, and the Canucks still have not tweeted out anything about Black History Month. Um, But they have done stuff for Lunar New Year. They've got a ridiculously overpriced Lunar New Year jersey that they are gouging fans $688 for. So yeah, hashtag diversity. (laughs) they only want to celebrate diversity if they can profit from it and honestly that's pretty disgusting i was gonna yeah. say hashtag touching like this team just finds new ways to make me so upset with them honestly <laughs> at this point i don't even know why i'm <laughs> I don't know. it's pretty rough right now
0: right everyone as previously mentioned briefly in a past podcast we're starting a new segment called Chandler's get fucked list and um I'll let you take it away
1: uh this is fantastic first of all this brings me so much joy also there's going to be like no shortage of people to put on this list on a weekly basis so it's fantastic um to start we're gonna say to the Calvi Flames social media person, get fucked. (laughs) I have had it with these our guys posts with their little heart eye emojis. And it's so rude, first of all. Second of all, do you think like anyone else on the team is like, wow, They only care about the players they just acquired. Like, they haven't posted anything about any other player except for the ones they stole from us. And it's friggin' rude. I don't know. I mean, it's smart on their part. It does the job, right? It riles everybody up. I hate it. Like, I hate seeing it (laughs) because... I wish there was a way that I could turn back time and have those players back, but I can't. So instead I get infuriated every time I see those tweets. (laughs) Yeah. It's painful. It's so rude. It's like like seeing your ex doing better without you. Literally. Fuck that. Fuck that noise. (laughs) And we have to see it like every other day. Enough leave us alone my god we're hurting yeah (laughs) so yeah whoever that is they can get fucked (laughs) (laughs) next on this prestigious list we have a man who will probably be back on it several times (laughs) we got good old larry brooks who decided to write a redemption piece for our favorite italian tony d um this was ridiculous i i like i don't know why i'm ever surprised anymore like this shit is like the norm by now but to see this piece come out like seven minutes after he was waived like what kind of redemption story are you possibly creating like no time has passed this is so rude and the actual quotes from the article were insane I luckily had someone on my Twitter who like screen cap them because I was like I'm not clicking on this article I am not giving this man any support Mm -hmm. but from the clips that I saw I actually don't understand how these people have jobs or are like functioning human beings. <laughs> this is like verbatim quote, he goes, not that it makes this any less heinous in nature, but the post has learned that the slur he directed at a caucasian teammate was ethnic in nature and not related to race. Sir, what? What the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? I feel like a slur is a slur and it really doesn't matter who you're saying it to. (laughs) That's it. There is so much wrong with that (laughs) sentence. I don't even know where to begin. And that's just one part of the article. Like, what what are you doing? Like, literally, what are you doing? Not that it makes it any any less bad, but he said this to a white guy. So it's okay. No. Oh my God. (laughs) What? Fucking planet <laughs> Literally. ship this man to mars with elon musk like i cannot handle this anymore honestly you know what was actually really shitty about that whole thing was like he was um dming women who commented so the pwha tweeted out about his um article kind of promoting it and a bunch of people just like ratioed it and they were like, this is bullshit. You shouldn't be promoting this, XYZ. He went and DMed a bunch of women who are not involved in sports journalism and was like one of the one of the people, like I know her, she's a friend of mine, she shared it with me. She was he basically asked, like, Oh, and I bet you think you're so tolerant. And it's like, first of all grow a fucking spine if you're if you're gonna call out people who had an issue with your article how would you publicly call out the other journalists and your peers who are calling you out for it don't go in some woman's dms and start acting like a fucking bully like grow up like you basically wrote a support piece for a fucking racist you didn't think that people were going to like say anything and then you have the nerve to go into people's dms and try to intimidate and bully them get fucked larry brooks (laughs) yeah also to be like oh you think you're so tolerant it's like so you agree he's not tolerant (laughs) like you're proving all of our point the thing with that like i as someone who i mean i've made mistakes and I'm, you know, I'm growing, I'm learning still, obviously, but I would like to think of myself as like anti-racist. I could not write something like that, unless I, I don't want to say supported it, but unless I understood like where that person was coming from, or I supported some aspects of it. And that's the only thing that can make sense here. See, yeah anything, he sympathy for him a hundred percent like that's the shit you believe in larry brooks clearly because nobody fucking else would give tony d a redemption article so it's also like how does he get a redemption like what has he done he hasn't know? done anything <laughs> i think the point i didn't read it i wasn't gonna give him the clicks yeah on it but like i basically just feel like he was like you guys he may be a shitty teammate, but he's not a racist. And it's like, like that's the argument you want to make, okay, bud? Good luck. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, um, can I? Am I allowed to make my own submission to the get fucked list? Yes, please. We accept write-ins. Okay. <laughs> I thought about like many different ways to like phrase this and part of me was like phrase it like an intelligent adult and then part <laughs> of me was like just be a bitch who's mad so I'm trying to find a perfect balance of that but I may just swear a lot so we'll see how this goes the list is for <laughs> um so my get fucked submission is burner accounts Um lately those have seemed to be a huge thing on Twitter. It's not just specific to like Connects Twitter, although that's where I see it mostly, just because that's the where I mostly interact with. Um and it's just like it's so fucking infuriating seeing grown adults like harass other people and like they're specifically harassing women. Which is the other thing that's quite annoying. I (laughs) grow a pair of whatever, balls, (laughs) ovaries, whatever it is that you need to grow a pair and say what you have to say about that person directly with your face on an account instead of being a piece of shit cell harassing women with a faceless account. Your insecurity is laughable. And you're trying to bring down women who understand sports more than you are far more intelligent than you. And so far out of your league, you might as well live on fucking Mars. So get a life or go hide in a cave and live your lonely, miserable existence quietly. Like it's just, it's so fucking infuriating every day, logging onto Twitter and seeing this shit. And like, you know, it's a dude because women, if they have a problem, like I'll come to you and like on my account and I'll be like look I don't think this is cool or whatever yeah I I would never harass anyone on their looks or what they do but like fuck grow a spine if and like if you're going to like have issue with someone do it with your face on an account don't be a fucking coward and have a burner account a bunch of fucking children just annoys me so yeah people with burner accounts get fucked absolutely it's getting horrific. Like over the past few months, like everything that the broadcast girls deal with is like so infuriating to see on my feed every single day. Like it's disgusting. Like who are these people? Where are their parents? Why are they being allowed to do this? Like how has I don't know. If I gave birth to a child and they acted this way, I would fucking smack him upside the head so quickly. Like, well, the thing is, these are adults. These are adults. Like, these are people who I don't care. If I I had like a twenty-five-year-old son who was acting this way, I would fucking give him a swirly. Like, it's embarrassing. No, it totally is, and it's like, I wish I had the time in the day to do this shit. Like, how do you, (laughs) how do you work a full-time job? I assume they have families, and like, do this shit. Like, it's just. I don't fucking understand it. Like it's, it's already so difficult to be a woman and interacting (laughs) in sports, like being part of sports Twitter, and that's already difficult because people don't take you seriously from the get go. So like you've got to you've got to do things to make your spot, and like the broadcast does that. They've they've made a space for women to feel comfortable enough doing it, but then you see the repercussions of that from a bunch of insecure little boys who can't handle the fact that there are women out there who actually know more than them. And it is scary to them. Intelligent women are scary to them. Women who know more about sports are scary to them. And that's essentially all it is at the end of the day. It's a bunch of insecure little fucks who just need to get off the internet. They clearly can't handle it. Go, go get some help, go to fucking therapy and get off Twitter get a life like oh my god how much time do you have in your day it's just disgusting annoyed I'm over it (laughs) I agree over it I'm gonna quit my job and become like a full-time sleuther and like find out all these men's like lives and then like call their mom (laughs) (laughs) like can you imagine like These, I'm sure these guys have like wives and girlfriends. Like, could you imagine showing them this shit and be like, this is how your significant other acts towards other women on the internet. Are you proud of this? Are you happy that you procreated with this? Like... (laughs) If somebody showed me that, like if my boyfriend was like talking to women like that on the internet and they showed me that, I'd be so embarrassed and disgusted and seriously be considering, reconsidering our relationship because who the fuck so quick, get the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're one of those people and you're listening, get fucked, go to therapy. (laughs) That's it. Anyways, yeah, that's my, that's my submission. Thank you. Great submission. <laughs> All riled up now.
0: <laughs> okay, good. Let's talk about Aquilini then. Ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue.
0: So, as previously mentioned, the owner of the Canucks tweeted out, Last week, was it last week? Oh my God, I don't last track. Like it was
1: like Saturday, Friday, or Saturday. I can't remember.
0: This feels like February 13th. Like I wrote it down. Look at me. February 13th. He tweeted out, I have full confidence in Jim, Travis, and this group. I have no plans to make changes. Hashtag we are all Canucks. This was likely in reply to a mentioned, previously mentioned friend of the show, Sat Shaw, saying that the Canucks were possibly interviewing new GM candidates. Um, Chandler, what did you think uh when you first saw that?
1: Well, okay, so first of all, I genuinely thought this happened like four and a half weeks ago. Like <laughs> it only happened like four days ago. Like time has no meaning. Like I'm so confused. But that being said, I just I really obviously he, I guess he had to say something. I don't know that this would be like what I would say and like blame the media for like trying to get the GM fired. I don't know. He made a lot of questionable decisions here. And once again, I don't think it was uh, what I would do. (laughs) I feel like saying nothing Probably would give him more options in the future, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I I wrote down some thoughts on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure, like the owner of the team taking time out of their day to piss all over the media who recently just had an entire station demolished thanks to Bell. Mm-hmm. Fuck Belle um 1040 was widely known for not like criticizing they were known for criticizing you know management ownership because they're not owned by Rogers where Sportsnet is so their coverage tends to be a little more nicer um so they were known for that and I felt it was a little cheap for him to put that out in his his tweets about how the media was, you know, throwing fire on it. And it's like, well, they're not even on a radio platform anymore to even like <laughs> yeah. kind of defend themselves. So I thought that that was really shitty. And then I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I want to take it. Like, it's either he doesn't give a shit about how the fan base feels, you know, the people who like buy tickets, buy jerseys, who keep the team afloat financially, you know, without us, they've got he's got nothing. So he's either saying F you to the fans or it's like Jim, pull up your socks. You've got like a few games left, do something. So I haven't I haven't decided which angle he was working with on that. Something tells me that it's not something tells me it's like genuinely he supports them because I I don't imagine he wants to spend the money to like buy out benning's contract and like do all the work that needs to be done to fix this team because mm-hmm. we're in year what seven of our rebuild and i say that with air quotes i don't know yeah. I it was i think it was just a really shitty thing to tweet out in general and it just is now made of giant mess of things because what happens if you know the canucks go on a six you know 10 game losing streak well you've mm-hmm. just publicly said that you support your gm and like the coaching staff everybody so where do you where do you go from there to go you yeah ya. I will
0: definitely felt reactionary like I don't think it came from a place of any kind of deep thought or anything it was literally just like I'm gonna throw a tantrum now and here's what came out like he's just wanting people to stop talking which but it's the like media talk media make guesses media Mm -hmm. like Ugh, they they predict or like they, they try to at least like I don't understand why this is the thing that made you
1: like freak out like I well it have... wasn't the other day a bunch of letters released from fans addressed to the ownership basically stating yeah. um like what changes they would like to see um yeah it was like an open address to the aqua. yeah release. the province um, um so, posted that I didn't actually get a chance to read it yet I've but... i read them and a lot I'm of sure them sure heard... I they were really good. Most of them were really good. I, there was one, um, one submission. I can't remember the person's name, but they, they said that the next GM should be a woman. And I was like, you know what? I'm all for that. Let's I support do it. that. As much as I would like to see Mike Gillis as a GM again, I have a soft spot for him. I, I really liked how he did things. You know, he did like, he brought in the sleep doctors and stuff and where a lot of GMs around the league kind of laughed at him and like, this is weird. That's now the norm now for Mm -hmm. teams to have all of that stuff. So I like the way he did things. Um, but if you're not going to bring him back, bring in a woman, I genuinely think a woman would probably be a great, great candidate other Mm -hmm. than, you know, it's not the same 40 people in the NHL. Right. Yeah, I'm just, like, honestly horrified of, like, if they, God forbid, actually do fire Benning. like, who they're gonna get to replace him. Like, I don't know. I, I can't imagine it would be anything good. I also just realized, like, rereading his, like, tweet being like, I have full confidence in Jim Travis and this group. And it's like, there have been so many trade rumors about like Vertan in the last like 24 hours. Like if you're saying you have confidence in this group, but you're like shopping some players, like you clearly don't have confidence in this group. Like you're not on the same page as Betting. Like Betting clearly doesn't have confidence in this group if he's like shopping a bunch of people. Like, I don't know, it's just suspect. I think we're like three years too late. I'm trying to shop Jake for Tannin. We have we have like no one to trade. Like there's literally nothing we can do except just like suffer in our like misery because how, how do you trade a player who like shows up to training camp out of shape every single fucking year? And like underachieves to the greatest degree. How how do you shop that? The only way you can do it is like, Hey, maybe not living 30 minutes away from your high school friends might be a good thing for you. I don't know, but if they could get a trade done with Jake, that would honestly be like turning water into wine. I feel <laughs> It'd be a fucking miracle. I just like don't trust betting to make a trade at all <laughs> like after no. what happened with Tavoli and like losing him in free agency like I, I I'm sorry I have no faith that this man like he's just gonna keep giving away like first and second round picks and it's like sir we need those <laughs> he he we would don't. be he'd be like the guy in that one, jack and the beanstalk like he would trade a cow for fucking magic beans like he's that <laughs> but they wouldn't be magic beans They'd just be beans. <laughs> They'd just be Jake for Tannin Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah. real.
0: You guys wondered why I like Colorado, and I never told you. Oh, yeah. Um, so when I was a little kid... Um, I like to try and find ways to get like to bug my dad because he's one of those people that just constantly teases you and like it's just like a, a thing right so I was like okay I'm six I gotta find a way to bug my dad mm-hmm. he was a massive connects fan at the time at least in my little kid eyes so I was like oh, okay I got like who's good right now and it was Colorado and mm-hmm. that was one year that they won the cup so I was like okay sweet I can ride this for a little while and then I just eventually grew to love the team and Joe Sackick helped Burnaby um Burnaby Joe but uh yeah that's kind of how it happened is just a way to bother my father (laughs) that's
1: hilarious (laughs) I so my mom is a Maple Leafs fan like she was raised as one I think she's like she's also kind of a Canucks fan just because we've lived here for so long um Mm -hmm. but yeah she's like by heart a Maple Leafs fan and I feel like I gravitated towards the Canucks just out of spite. <laughs> I didn't want to like what she liked. Oh my God. I feel like a lot of people have that story. But yeah. Anyways, it was a bad choice, clearly. <laughs> bad choice. I mean, friend. I don't know. Canucks with Elise, that's a pretty. Neither have done anything. Tight race there. So. Yeah. You know what, though? I have a funny story about Burnaby Joe. My yeah. teacher in grade five. Um, no, maybe it's grade four. I can't remember if she was grade four or grade five. Anyways, we were we were just starting like our French portion of the school year where we would do take French classes. And like, we're all groaning and grumbling about it. We're like, eh, we don't want to learn French. And she's like, well, my best friend's brother plays in the NHL. You may have heard of him. His name's Joe Sackick. And we're all like, oh my God. <laughs> so she's like, he played in Quebec for the Nordiques and he didn't pay attention in French class. And so when he was having his interviews, they were talking to him in French and he had no idea how, what, like how to say <laughs> anything, how to reply. She's like, so you may, you never know when you may need this and when it may come up. So then we were all like, okay. we're going to French. Oh, that's So yeah. Thanks Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I still can't speak French. Whatever. I still no. I can read it. <laughs> I can read it.
0: I just can't speak it.
1: I impressive. went to French
0: immersion from grade six on. So,
1: to parler pas le français, <laughs> j'aime pas <m'appelle> Mickey. <laughs>
0: Um, I met Joe Sackick at, I was working at uh, Canada hockey place during the Olympics and That's he cool. came into the press box where I was working. Cause he was doing an interview with the Swedish, the Swedish TV station. And um, so I was sitting there talking to the usher in my section, just like, Oh my God, he, I'm so excited. He's right there. I'm going to say hi when he comes by. And so he finishes up his interview. He walks by and I, I can't get any words out. I can't, I'm just too worked up. I couldn't say anything, (laughs) and the usher's like, "Mr. Sackick, you may want to come back and talk to this girl." Oh,
1: that's so sweet.
0: Uh I was like, "Oh my god, thank God!" Because I was freaking out. I was just having a moment because I've idolized him since I was like seven years old or something like that. So
1: luckily, I got him to sign
0: something. But I was just, I had a moment, and I I was, oh, I was so glad for that usher that day. (laughs) Oh, that's
1: so nice. So I have a couple of moments with Trevor Linden. Um, I used to work at, um, the club 16 down at waterfront there. Um, when I was in school, it was like my part-time job. So he would like pop in for like these events and stuff to try to like boost membership sales or whatever. And, um, I think it was like the first week I was working there. We were doing something at Pacific center, like trying to, you know, get people pre-registered and he showed up and like, I have idolized him since I was like eight years old and I saw him and like, it was the same thing. I totally just like clammed right up. I was like, <gasps> like, I all of a sudden had no idea how to talk anymore. And like my face just went red. Like I'm talking like tomato red. And so my friend who I worked with was like, thankfully she was able to, you know, function as an adult. And she was like, oh, can, you know, Nikki get a picture with you? He's like, oh, yeah. And he's like asking me all these questions. Like, oh, where do you live? And how, what's the, like, genuinely asking me questions. And I'm just like, eh. <laughs> That's so cute. it got better because, like, then once the gym opened up, he would come by, work out, whatever. So I got to see him, like, quite often. So that kind of wore off that um, kind of initial <laughs> okay. shock. Um, But then I totally embarrassed myself in like the biggest way we were doing like a um, commercial. He was doing a commercial with Shaw across the street, the Shaw Tower. And he asked us to come along with him. So like we went, watched this whole interview happen. And as we're leaving, I'm with my manager and two other co-workers and like they're stepping off the curb to go walk away. And I'm still standing on the sidewalk beside him. And they're like, okay, well, you know, have a great day, Trev. And like shaking his hand. And he turns to me to go shake my hand. And for some reason, my little dummy brain thought he was going in for a hug. So I hugged him.
0: Oh my God. I remember you
1: telling me that. I (laughs) I think I remember. And then I was like mid hug and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) You know what? I respect it oh my god I like let go of him like right away it was like just keep it, keep it going so he was like kind of like he was smiling like he probably totally knew I was being a total freak And he was like okay have a great day everyone and I just like got back to the office and my manager was just like I can't believe you just hugged Trevor Lyndon dude whatever you hugged Trevor Linden. that's like a goal so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> So embarrassed. But yeah, I had Trevor Lincoln. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the best. To
0: get back on to our topic of horrible front offices, the Arizona Coyotes had some information come out this week in an article from The Athletic's Katie Strang called Dysfunction in the Desert. Um, So, Katie is a senior writer with The Athletic, and she released a story about the management of the Arizona Coyotes and numerous issues that have arisen with the current ownership group. Um, Alex Marulo? Marulo is how I, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I look, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know how to say that name.
1: Forever, not knowing how to pronounce names. Marelo
0: or some, yeah, I don't know. Alex (laughs) Marulo. Um, took control of the team in July, 2019. Uh, She said that he was a self-made billionaire who started out in retail pizza places, uh, moved his way up to real estate, commercial property and casinos. Um, He was quoted as saying when he took over the coyotes that they would become a family Um, before he took ownership in the coyotes. He tried to buy a majority stake in the Atlanta Hawks in 2011 but the NBA nixed that deal over concerns that he would not be able to withstand operating costs. Um, Katie's article talked about numerous allegations of a toxic work environment, sexual harassment, and the drafting of Mitchell Miller, who was convicted in juvenile court of abusing and tormenting a black disabled classmate. And he has shown Mm -hmm. zero remorse for those actions. Um, it's also been said that coyotes have not been paying vendors on time or the, with the proper amounts. Uh, they've been using threats and "quote unquote" legal tactics to intimidate or scare vendors, and not paying their players their signing bo- bonuses on time. Um, I don't know if you guys looked into this at all, but I feel like this is a bit of a shocker that hit the wor- the uh, hockey world pretty hard this week.
1: I. Th- feel like that organization like that team is just cursed i feel like they need to just get rid of it cut it like just burn it to the ground get rid of it start a new team because that's that, that thing is cursed um sorry <laughs> i'm like seeing the connectscape at the same time and then it like reloaded and then the the sound came on so sorry <laughs> <laughs> well what's the score uh, one nothing I kind of missed who scored but oh, okay. they scored really early which was very unlike them. but yeah I think we should burn that team to the ground it's just it's, it's been a mess forever it I has. also like low keys still call them the Phoenix Coyotes same same I don't call them I don't call them Arizona I feel like physically forced myself to say it um I think <laughs> Like something that's really interesting to this, to point out, is that Katie did ask both the ownership group and the NHL to be part of this. She sent them a bunch of questions and they both declined. Of course
0: so. they did. Uh, so yeah, yeah. The fact that he's coming to them now saying he's going to sue over this information coming
1: out, it's like, well, you had a chance to rebut
0: and you didn't. Oh, yeah. that's the thing.
1: she asked you to be part of this and you said no so she wrote a story based on the information she was given from the sources she talked to and this is what's happened like he's he's doing right now what he has done in the past to vendors that whole tactic of like threatening with legal action and bullying like it's the same thing and it's just it's such a he's just he's reacting in a way because his ass is basically exposed 100 percent like just because you can like run a pizza like pizza shop or a casino doesn't mean you can run an NHL team like there are things that you need to know about that that he clearly doesn't know and he's in way over his head like they have no idea what they're doing
0: yeah that's what I was gonna say you can't run it like a retail operation where you're trying to get deals here and there owning a team with such public relationships and everything like that you need to be a part of the community you need to rely on people around you and companies around you to work together and he's just burning all
1: those bridges all That's of the them thing. like those vendors are important to the nhl like they, they need to have a good relationship and he can't burn those bridges with them with these childish antics that he's doing like it i don't know He's obviously living in his own world, but I mean, bringing this all to light, things are going to have to change. There's no way he can keep owning that team if that's how he's going to do things. No.
0: Well, I feel like the NHL also is has a bit of a fault in this because they've obviously not done anything about it. They um, Gary Bettman was asked about it in September 2020, and he was quoted as saying this was the strongest leadership group the Coyotes have had. So either he just let it go or he's just been completely blind to what's been going on here. And I don't feel like that's an option when you're the commissioner of the
1: league. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's probably aware and is just ignoring it. Also, that's really not a good um in like indictment of the previous ownership if you're saying <laughs> yeah. this guy is the most stable one you've had. That's quite a superlative <laughs> there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So after
0: the article came out, as mentioned, um, the Coyotes released a statement saying that Katie harassed Alex Marullo, employees and former employees for months, uh, saying, and they said that the Coyotes are a champion of diversity, equity and inclusion, which we all know is not really a description you'd really use to describe any NHL team at this point. Um, They went on to state that they would be exploring all their
1: legal options against the athletic Yeah, I definitely would never use the words diversity, equity, and inclusion to describe an NHL team. Especially one that drafted what's his noodle like (laughs) him. No. It's literally the opposite of inclusion and diversity. Like, you fucking moron. Like, what are you doing? Like, and they knew about it too. They knew he was a shitty kid and they still went ahead with it. He's like Tony D'Angelo Jr. I think he's worse. Yeah. Which, he's like, worse. He's an evil human it's being. It's so gross. Yeah. The coyotes have no leg to stand on here. Like, just fucking fold the franchise. Like, you guys are getting embarrassed day after day. Like, it's not. It's not well, and like job. their GM, he, David, is it, was it David Chayaka? He was their GM. He left or well, oh, he got yeah. suspended because he was actually looking for other jobs oh yeah like <laughs> what a disaster. If, if that doesn't speak to the quality of ownership going on over there i mean that's insane just move the team to quebec like whatever honestly do it <laughs> yeah it doesn't need to be there anymore Like I said, a team's curse. Everything about it's curse. Like they give away tickets with groceries. When you buy like
0: $5 in groceries, you get tickets. Like
1: (gasps) no way. at least they were, I don't know
0: if that's any, that's still happening, but they were at one point.
1: Could you imagine that happening in Vancouver? That'd be nice. Holy shit. I think the cheapest I've ever paid a ticket for a ticket was like $75. And that was for lower bowl. And that was back in like 2001. Oh, dude, you should have StubHub. You could StubHub. Well, I don't know if StubHub was a thing in 2001. <laughs> 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 Fair. It was the very first date I'd ever been on. My boyfriend bought them. So I don't know. Oh, no way. That's really it was a, cute. Yeah, It was a Valentine's Day game. Oh, that is really cute. Yeah. It kind of set the bar for all my other dates. If you don't yeah, take me to a hockey game, yeah. that is not cheap. <laughs> I think I spent like $560 on my tickets to the Sedin's retirement game. So like I got a really good deal on those. I think I paid like 400 for the pair. Nice. And we, and we were lower bowl. Yeah, okay. we were lower bowl too. I just um, on a whim was like what do I need savings for? (laughs) I'd rather go to this game. Oh yeah, no, I'd been saving up for that. I was like, I will spend whatever I need to spend to get to that game. That was like the one non-negotiable game I had to go to. Yeah, that's like the only game I've ever really like splurged on. Otherwise I'm like, if the tickets are more than $40, I'm not going. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe I should be a Coyotes fan. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe in my price range. Go buy some salad and hey, here's a ticket to a coyotes game. Yeah. (laughs) God, that's enough. They live in another universe. That's crazy. All right. Well,
0: while we're on a more joyful note, let's uh let's move on. Let's talk about (laughs) our Black History Month donations. Nikki, do you want to get us started with yours? Sure.
1: So so far, um, I have donated $130 to the Vancouver Black Therapy and Advocacy Foundation. Um, they emailed me last week with an update on the donations stating that um, for the month of April, all of the intake participants, they're all getting 20 sessions of therapy just due to the donations that I had sent in. Um so that was really great to hear. Um it's nice to know that it actually helps people and it's not a lot that needs help people. Um so I'm going to encourage anybody if you're able to to donate to the Vancouver Black Therapy and Advocacy Foundation or maybe match what I've donated. Um I've also decided that going forward um for the remainder of the season, I'm gonna still continue to donate based on goals scored because I feel like this is something that needs to continue on, not just for the month of February, but it needs to happen, you know, long term. So outside of February going forward, it'll be five dollars per Besser, Horvat, PD and Hughes goal. And that will continue on to the end of the season. So yay. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, so <laughs> maybe I'm like really bad at math or something, but like I made my pledges being like kind of conservative, like just in case, cause I like, I am not made of money, but I, I don't know. I'm going to have to like do some new math because this is not playing out as I thought it would. Um, Tyler Myers did the unthinkable and scored a goal. <laughs> on the 13th. So, to celebrate, I was like, okay, that's definitely worth like 20 bucks. So, I added 20 bucks to my pool for um uh Black Lives Matter Vancouver. And then he also took two penalties, which no surprise. So, I'm up to $30 for BLM Vancouver, which is exciting. Um and then the lot of line like really hasn't been doing much. I thought that was like a guarantee. But I'm only at $17 for Black Women in Motion, which is, like, not great. So I'm probably going to, like, up the dollar amounts so that I can donate something legitimate. (laughs) Um, But we'll see how it goes. And then my little baby, Niels Hoglander, has not scored a goal in February, which is very upsetting. So he, like, had an assist one day. So I'll, like, throw in $3 for that. And at this point, if like the man scores one goal, I'll just donate like thirty bucks because it's just it's getting sad at this point. <laughs> I feel like I like cursed him by like putting pledge on, and now he like hasn't scored a goal, and I'm like, oh my god, like I don't know what to do. You've just I got might to just start manifest. Got to manifest some goals for him. <sighs> yeah, I don't know that I have your strength, but I will. I will do my best. <laughs> I'll give it a whirl. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Probably at the end of the month, I'll just like donate a blanket, like hundred dollars to my three classes because it's just not looking good right now, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right.
0: And mine, I've now changed mine since Colorado was basically off for a third of the month. Um, I've decided to go with the um, Two dollars per goal scored against the Canucks in the entire month. So so far, I went back from the start of February until now. Uh, so far, thirty-four goals have been scored against the Canucks. So I'm sixty-eight dollars. <laughs> Lives matter, Vancouver. So far, He's great, you guys.
1: So bad. Oh my god.
0: But like, also so good because so
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. But oh my god. <laughs> That's a, that was a good choice. You you made the right call, but like, holy fuck, that's embarrassing. Why'd you guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, and just to
0: keep my little Colorado flavor in there, um, I'm gonna keep that uh, five dollars per cadre goal um, alive. And he scored the winning goal for the Avalanche last night, so I doubled it to ten dollars. So so far, nice. ten dollars is going to the Nazem Cadre Foundation.
1: Oh my god, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Oh my God. Of course it froze. Was that, that wasn't Myers. There's no way. Oh, it was Bo. Okay. We just scored like a very embarrassing, like basically empty net goal on Markstrom and my heart is hurting. <laughs> okay. But who scored it? I think it was Bo, but like I had a moment, like he went by so fast I thought it was Myers and I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs>
0: yeah, it was Horvat.
1: Yay. Oh man. But like, oh, Marky, he was like nowhere near his home that's okay that's okay there's another there's some there's some money, money. The yeah hoaglander
0: oh oh, has two assists you could go off that instead maybe
1: oh heck yeah okay oh, absolutely what's the
0: score who's it it's
1: two nothing now who scored the first oh. goal
0: Jordy Ben. oh <laughs>
1: sure oh okay
0: congrats Jordy. yeah all oh, right, man. well, I was done with mine, so good good timing on that chat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, do we have other happy things we'd like to talk about to wrap up the uh, the episode? Yeah, oh
1: girl. We have a few this week. Woohoo. Oh, yeah. There are That's some stuff. good things happening. Yeah. Can I go first? It? Yeah. Um, okay. So today, is Soroya tanker's birthday happy Yay. birthday Soroya. happy um, birthday so Hello. as you guys all know she has started a scholarship fund with the black girl hockey club the goal is to raise thirty thousand dollars and as of today's date february 17th um that goal has been reached so Woo-hoo. it's a great day scholarship um, um, goal has been reached. It's Soraya Tinker's birthday. It's just a great day all around. Um, if you can, I would still suggest donating to it. Just more money is always better. So, yay. Mm-hmm. Happy for that. <laughs> yay. Um, in other wonderful news, Herrick Lundquist, our favorite handsome Swede, uh, posted that he's doing well since his open heart surgery. And he even like went for a run today, which is like fucking rude. Like he had surgery like a month and a half ago. Like you're an animal, but okay. That's insane. insane. That's literally insane. His surgery was like January 6th or something.
0: What did he have have done?
1: Like open heart surgery. Like, I don't know, it wasn't good.
0: (laughs) need technical medical terms, Chandler? I was just going to say, I need to
1: know, was it like, was an aortic valve replaced or no, like... like <laughs> yeah, something about a valve, I don't know. Well, it matters. Yeah, I didn't go to oh my God. Never mind, I'll Google no. it. Okay, an aortic valve replacement. Aortic okay. root, and, oh, I have to... It went away because I have to like pay to read this apparently. So. Oh, okay. That's pretty serious. <laughs> but he replaced an aortic valve. Wow. Good for him. So, I would probably still be lying lovely. in bed. Honestly. <laughs> so very lovely to see him out and about because he's so handsome. Good job, Henrik. Good job. He also posted a photo of like, I think his daughter like drew him like a really cute photo. <laughs> It was too much. I don't know
0: if I want to (laughs) say the third one.
1: (laughs) I was thinking, should we be like that? I'll say it. Rush Limbaugh died. What a good day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like. No shame, you guys. Like, this guy was a fucking monster. And, like, I literally couldn't care less. Like, this man celebrated, like, a bunch of, like, (sighs) no, I can't. Bye. Have fun.
0: I saw a Mark Twain quote today. I can't remember exactly what it is, but the gist of it is I've never wished death on someone, but I've never been sad reading certain obituaries or something like that. So that, <laughs>
1: that explains occurred. it perfectly. Cause I was going to say, I'm like not, not happy someone died, but mm-hmm. I'm not sad that they died. <laughs> Whatever. He was 70. Like he lived long enough and he caused like too much shit already. So like, see ya. Peace.
0: okay here's here's the quote i've never wished a man dead but i've read some obituaries with great pleasure
1: oh that is <laughs> spicy i like that wow That's good shit.
0: okay mark
1: <laughs> don't <laughs> piss him off i wonder i wonder who passed for him to write that <laughs> that is a good question oh my god oh <sighs> yeah well anything else ladies I don't know how do you top that you know (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I think I said this like last week but I'm always worried on Tuesday that like we won't have things to talk about and then like (laughs) death taxes the hockey men do something stupid on a Tuesday like it just (sighs) goes round and round what else
0: Thanks guys for being dumb so we have something to talk about. <laughs> I was honestly thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, this could be a sparse episode and then Tuesday happened.
1: Always goes. To yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that guys. I mean, hopefully they'll give us like something like nice to talk about next week, but like I I I don't have faith. It would be nice to be able to talk about positive hockey things. That would be a nice <laughs> change of pace yeah maybe the Canucks will learn how to dress next week and we'll we can toot and boot their outfits <laughs> I would love that I would
0: love to toot and boot their outfits That would um, be an excellent crossover
1: yeah can I I want to toot Brock Besser's Squidward sweater from the oh, other day yes. that was so good that was a toot for me <laughs> that was a toot they were back in suits today it wasn't as fun mm well maybe maybe they'll get over to gray sweatpants eventually honestly that's a dream thirsty no (laughs) they just need to be comfortable (laughs) if you're comfortable you play well some athleisure yeah put some lululemon on
0: there you go
1: there you go (laughs) well yeah maybe we'll just have to manifest them wearing regular clothes again so that we can toot and boot their looks
0: i would love to know who came up with work boots
1: i don't know and like what's up and like what kind of work are they doing like they're not manual that was heard. like the stupidest thing i've ever heard <laughs> we
0: wear work boots so we come to work and it's like oh my god
1: really uh, yeah like sort of a up a he, shelf in my apartment i don't think you could do it i could see that coming out of brandon sutter's mouth mean, <laughs> like we gotta put in work let's put our work boots on mm-hmm. i don't know why i said that accent <laughs> <laughs> yeah like he's not southern nobody's albertan it's the same oh, so- <laughs> yeah.
0: the albertans talk like texans no but they act like them
1: I lived there for three years I saw it I saw it all (laughs) my whole dad's side of the family is there so like I know it well (laughs) yeah my grandma had said some very questionable things in her time (laughs) (laughs) yeah they don't call it Little Texas for no reason no
0: (laughs) that is another episode of the Too Hot for Hockey podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Chandler and Nikki, for joining me this week. Please like and subscribe, (laughs) and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye! Bye!